Well, this has been it since I lost the lost my job. I was working as a chef. Um, obviously, places closed down, uh, and I found myself at home. So all of a sudden, I was given this time, and I didn't even have to work as a musician in the sense of loading in, loading out, all the logistical things. And what happened was the original intent, the whole reason why I got into music just came back. And that was sitting around, playing the guitar, uh, listening to music, and doing it because I really love it. Javier, you have a positive attitude about this whole COVID era, and it came out in one of your songs. Yeah, the first song I wrote, and uh, a lot of people describe you know, the creative process of walking through a threshold and kind of everything is there, boom, that's a real aha moment. And I hadn't had those in a long time, and unfortunately that's the kind of writer I am. So uh, it's called the Lemonade Song for now, for lack of a better term. And it's just a song, that was the phrase that came to my mind, man, when life gives you lemons, just make lemonade, right? When life gives us lemons, time to make lemonade. And if I make it bitter, lay it on you to make it sweet. We can build a lemonade stand for all the people passing by. Life's really not hard, babe If I have you by my side We're speaking with Javier Matos and it's obvious that you are heavily influenced by the blues. But are you playing any of the old blues in addition to what you write? I try to go through there even though I've played them a million times. It, it's good, they feel good, and I love playing other people's music, especially those guys, but uh, I play a lot of Robert Johnson and John Hurt, Charlie Patton, and anything Ameri early American. I just I like the way it feels when I play it. It's an exercise, and um, yeah, they're just, I gotta keep them fresh too. I moved to Minneapolis first time in the 90s to go to Bible college, believe it or not, but I was at the Homestead Pickin' Parlor with my roommate. And what did you find at the Homestead that day? A tablature book and a Robert Johnson box set which I had never had. So I basically just stayed in my room with that book and that record. And tablature was a way for me to learn the technical things. So it was my teacher, essentially. And so that that's the first song that I, uh, I learned, Malted Milk. Baby, fix me one more drink And hug your daddy one more time Fix me one more drink And hug your daddy one more time Keep stirring my malted milk, mama Until I change my mind Inspiration can come about any time And that's what happened to you while you're home with this COVID thing On the song Boxcar Blues It was a, a relief because I think as an artist, especially playing a music that is part of your national tradition, but maybe not necessarily your regional tradition or where you grew up. And obviously I didn't grow up picking cotton in, the, in Mississippi. So 
And as much as I love to play that music, I always felt a responsibility like to myself and as an artist, like, okay, well, who am I? You know, like, who's Javier? What, what's my music gonna sound like? And it has to sound like the blues and it has to sound like country because that's what I, that's my skill set. But my voice, you know, so this song, it just kind of poured out. Again, it was, just, I've had this moment where I've had time where I didn't have to go stamp license plates for eight hours for somebody where I could have some open pasture. What was your compositional process like for Boxcar Blues? I had this guitar riff and I was looking for that entry point. I could feel I was right at the cusp, but I couldn't get in. So I borrowed a concept from another song I wrote uh, about actually my wife and I coming out to Minnesota called, um, well, it, it starts out, you know, about uh, two thin rails. That was a railroad track because we took Amtrak out here. So we kind of borrowed that and, you know, time flies on rails of two, I'm in a box car. And then that, it just, it kicked the door open. And then later on the other verses, once, once I pushed my way through, they just kind of fell on me and yeah. When the moon shines on the river, I can see the fires and dream of you. The songs I used to sing for you, my love. You have a lot of experience playing in groups, although in recent years around the Twin Cities, you've done a lot of solo work. But recently with a group called the California Honey Drops. What's this like? It's uh, pretty much heaven on earth because <laughs> they're, they're not only great people, they're some of the best musicians I've ever met, and they're also very gracious and generous. A recording of you with the California Honey Drops it sounds like an odd title to me, the Death Tax Blues. Death Tax Blues, yes. It was uh, when George Bush enacted the Death Tax, a... Uh, one of uh, the guys that used to listen to my band, The Blue Shadows, in L.A., said, hey, write a song about the death tax. So I did, and it's a rag. And uh, so you've got, you know, the ragtime stride piano with the horns, and it's just sublime. Modern lyrics with an old-time feel. Take the man on the street, taking his tin can. The very last thing that it has to have money make the world go round. Take my can, money makes the world go round. Hey, 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 hey. information about Javier Matos, conduct an internet search for Javier Matos Music. Javier is spelled J-A-V-I-E-R. This program is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Phil Nussbaum speaking. Music